You have been magnificently created to be in a fulfilling relationship with God, despite some very messy circumstances on earth right now. It's wonderful to realize that you are a three-in-one human being with a spirit, a soul, and a body. All of you, every part of you, purposefully created by God. Your spirit is that part that God accesses to awaken you and bring you alive in the new birth, to live with radiance, expressing his nature and bursting with great hope for the here and now and for the future. His relationship to you is designed to give you freedom, peace and joy, even in the midst of crisis. I'm Angelique Detoy and I thank you for connecting with me on today's podcast, You are born for the here and now. Jesus says to you, yes, personally to you, the one that is listening right now, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and I have appointed you and I have planted you that you might go and bear fruit and keep on bearing and that your fruit may be lasting that it may remain and abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name as representing all that I am, he will give it to you. See John 15 verse 16. God has set you on earth at the right time, for a time such as this. It may be that you consider your life rather ordinary and unimpressive, perhaps lacking star-studded qualities you think it should have, and maybe you don't think you have much to offer. But God sees it otherwise. He knows what he has created, and he has personally said that it is good. God doesn't need your 10-page, highly degreed and academic resume, or the diplomas and certificates that grace the walls of many. Not that there's anything wrong with that, he just doesn't require it. All he requires is you, just as you are, just as he created you. Leave the craftsmanship to him. Out of the unshapely mass of the clay of your life, he can create a masterpiece. A masterpiece that has more value than the entire world's wealth. Entrust your piece of clay into the master potter's hands today and see if you don't marvel at the outcome. You really do matter to God. And being born again is that life of divine exchange, which is based on the truth that Jesus willingly gave his life for you. And you, with deep gratitude and thanksgiving, give your life back to him. Being born again does not mean instant perfection, but it does mean instant acceptance. Salvation is God's expressed love for you, and it is His way of journeying with you in this life, taking you to the destination of His choosing, so that you don't derail yourself in the challenges that life often presents. God desires for you to be rooted, grounded, and established in Him. Your true fulfillment in this life is derived from being in that 24-hour, uninterrupted, include God in everything companionship. If you would allow God to deeply intercept your life, you would begin to know his direction in most situations that confront you. 
He desires to lead you by his Holy Spirit every second of your life. He longs for you to be in step with him every day so that you may know the way because you are hearing what he has to say. Everything you think, say and do forms the building blocks to construct the kind of life upon which you will build the rest of your life. However, there is not one thought, one word or action that cannot be redeemed, cannot be covered by the blood of Jesus. And it's not too late. It's always surprising to me how many people I speak to who've made perhaps some grave mistakes in their lives. And all I hear them say is, but maybe it's too late. In God's grace, it's never too late. All God requires is that you recognize and take ownership of what needs to change in your life. Make a quality decision to turn your back on an empty and unfulfilling lifestyle that can keep you from the magnificent life that he has to offer. I always say, you have the choice. You can live one mediocre or you can live one magnificent life. The Christ life is not about striving to do what you are unable to do, but rather it is calling out for his help and assistance when you do revert to old behavior and destructive life patterns. When you are quick to open your heart to his prompting of your wrongdoing, he is very quick to share his mercy and pardon. And more so, he is quick to forget. I love what it says in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 25. But I, says God, yes, I, I am the one who will take care of your sins. That's what I do. I don't keep a list of your sins. And this is good news indeed. It's not the kind of news, however, that you'll hear on every 24-7 news channel, but it is the news that can forever change your life for the better. Your spirit is the heart of your communication with God. Because you are spirit, soul and body, all three parts are actively involved in your relationship with God. Your spirit is your inner being, your source of intuition and the avenue to your conscience. If your spirit is not awakened and made alive to God and to the potential of a spiritual life in Christ, you can remain dead all lifelong. Unless you are fully functional in all three areas, you run the risk of merely existing. There will always be an empty space. Avoid the sense of something missing. However, if you could see with your spiritual eyes the life that God has planned for you, you would certainly be prepared to give up the life you have fought for and wrestled to create for yourself. Talking about wrestling and bodybuilding, a world-renowned bodybuilder is known to have made this following statement after his encounter with God. He said this, Maybe the journey isn't so much about becoming anything. Maybe it's unbecoming everything. Everything that isn't you, so that you can be what you were meant to be in the first place. Definitely food for thought. 
Because you see, God is a warmly personal God. He doesn't work with us by remote control from somewhere in outer space. He is deeply involved, intensely interested, and so committed to you living and fulfilling his predetermined plan for your life. God does not require perfect people to come to him. If we were perfect, we'd have no need of him. Rather, he invites the flawed, the torn and battle-scarred, the weary and the disillusioned, all who come, will come to him with open arms by him, and he will give you the gift of his salvation. Salvation is a gift of deliverance. It's a gift of rescue and recovery towards your wholeness, peace, joy, overcoming, and a future filled with glorious hope. Your invaluable worth to God was well established when He formed you. God wants you to experience the joy of abiding relationship that comes from being in His presence. His presence equips you to impart His love, joy and peace into all of the relationships in which you are involved in life. He desires that you take all that you are and all that you can become in Him into your relationships at every level. This, I believe, is true influence. This is being a witness for Christ. And being a witness is just that. The Bible does not say a word about doing a witness for Jesus, but being is knowing him. Your being comes from a place of being with him, resting in him, trusting him, being at peace, and therefore being able to influence others to follow the same way. Being is the very nature or essence of Christ in you your hope of glory. And remember, I keep saying, hope will always shine a light on your way. And that's what glory is. Glory is light. So being in his presence allows you to know him progressively and more intimately with each passing day until that light radiates from within you. Right now, the world as we know it is closed for renovation. But there will be a grand opening soon, and you and I will be at the gala event. You see, you were born to take dominion. God gave us that power way back in the book of Genesis, but humankind has perverted this powerful gift for their own purposes, and it has backfired on the whole of humanity. But it is for a time such as this that we need to regain our God-given territory, make a stand and decree that we are on God's assignment and we will not turn back until we see this world turn back to God. Yes, right now we may all have to wear masks and gloves. Maybe it is for our protection, but maybe it is for our separation but we still have the power to choose. And I choose not to let the words of my mouth be silenced by a mask or the power of human connection be lost in an already disparate and desperate world. 
A life worth living is a life that can stand tall in a falling world. A life that is not restricted by the cares and concerns of what is going on around us, but that we can live without condemnation, free from the entanglements that would stunt our growth. A life worth living is a life that is far more concerned about what God thinks than what your neighbors might think. A life worth living is about the joy of knowing that your life has God's seal of approval on it and the sell-by date will never expire. A life worth living is a life that is set by God's agenda and not your own. There is such freedom in trusting God to order the steps of your day. I'm always mindful of the great Dr. Robert Schuller who daily rises and asks God, What's on your agenda today, Lord, and may I be part of it? The invitation for us is to do it well, even if it is of only little significance to you. You may never know just how meaningful it may be to someone else. It is when we are faithful in the small things that he can trust us with more of his agenda. Heed his instruction for today and leave tomorrow in his hands. It is very freeing to let worry, anxiety, panic and fear go and live in this moment because this is the moment that you're sure of. So whilst you might be thinking that you're unqualified, listen to this wonderful piece of advice from the Bible. I'm reading from the Amplified Bible out of Colossians chapter 1 verses 10 to 12. And this is the prayer, that you may walk, live and conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him and desiring to please him in all things, bearing fruit in every good work and steadily growing and increasing in and by the knowledge of God, gaining fuller, deeper and clearer insight, acquaintance and recognition. We pray that you may be invigorated and strengthened with all power according to the might of his glory to exercise every kind of endurance and patience, perseverance and forbearance with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified and made us fit to share the portion which is the inheritance of his people in the light. The Father has delivered and drawn us to himself out of the control and the dominion of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood. What does that mean? It means the forgiveness of sins. So there you have it. There is the perfect template on how to live a daily life that brings you great joy, not only to your heart, but great joy to God's heart. So there is no doubt in my mind that the entire world has been put on divine pause with a purpose. What is the purpose? Well, this purpose is to gain new perspective and to get an elevated view to be sure that you are not dragged down by the negative news that drones on and on 24 hours a day. In this gift of the pause, we need to pursue our purpose. Ask the question, 
God, what is your intention for me being alive on earth for a time such as this? Remember, if you have a pulse, you have a purpose. Then when you find that out, let it become your life's decree. We can talk about coronavirus all day, but I believe that when God's people truly get God's perspective on this matter, we will see that the coming kingdom of heaven on earth is going to be an awakening of such magnitude that it will be global and highly contagious. So keep being filled with hope and let it overflow to others. Don't get weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap a harvest if you do not faint in the process. Yes, fatigue may have set in. Sadly, people in many countries are wondering where the next paycheck or plate of food is going to come from. Isolation has indeed taken its toll in many hearts, and many minds are confused, anxious and afraid. And it's true that not a soul in our generation has ever been this way before. But God is never taken by surprise. He sits on his throne and he laughs, says Psalm 2. Why? Because the nations are raging. The nations are portraying themselves as those who have dominion. And yet God has never lost a moment of control. And he will continue to reveal his eternal purpose. And we can be assured of this. We are a part of it. We are a part at this time of his eternal purpose. Because you are born for a time such as this. So if you're feeling defeated, depleted, discouraged, depressed, downhearted and downcast, keep reminding yourself you have a greater purpose than what you see right now because you were born for a time such as this. So from me, Angelique Dutoy, may God bless you and keep you. May God make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. And remember, hope will always light up your way. Join me next week for episode 9 as we transition towards one of the most history-defining moments in the world, and that is the coming of the Holy Spirit. <laughs>